Welcome and thank you so much for tuning into the Slam Dunk Show. I'm your host, Tariq Ibrahim, and we've got a wonderful show for you lined up today. Just walking into the building full of energy, full of excitement. We've got a beautiful show for you today, and I hope you did come uh, ready to be dazzled and completely blown away with what I'm about to tell you today. Before we, we, we get into the show, just a little bit of uh, relevance to... to Current day America, you know, uh, I got to tell you, I'm blown away with um, with what's going on in the in America in the United States, and um, it's a unique situation where we have so many people that are so happy with the uh, election results, and at the same time, you have so many people that are so upset with the election results, and. What I what I would want the the American people uh, to be aware of and be conscientious about is that the ultimate uh, understanding of, of what a, a a properly functioning democracy is, and again, how how unique of a show that this is coming from a um, an Islamic radio show, but nonetheless, what's truly important is that this person is held accountable to the people that this person does what the people ask of him. And I know that sounds easier said than done, but ultimately at the end of the day, that these people that were elected um, by the people, for the people, their job is to work for the people. So if you are upset with the current state of, of leadership in the United States, then I would say it's extremely important for you to be vocal about it in a constructive way, is what I'll say. Now, I do understand uh, the concept of protests, and I do understand the, the concept of, of, uh, of, of speaking out, but there's, there, there are forums for this. So talking, like in Canada, for instance, you would then talk to your minister of, of, of parliament or your minister of provincial parliament or whatever it may be, whether it's an MP or MPP. You would speak to these people and voice your concerns to them. Similarly, in the States, you would, you would have your Senate. So you would speak to your, to your senators. And I think what's very important is to not lose focus that there, there is an actual system and that this system does have rules and that it's important that we, we work within the, the framework and the rules because what this opens the door to, and, and this is very evident in the Middle East, is this is how coups, military coups happen. This is how uh, revolutions happen. And uh, America is in such a, a, a stable um, system that, you know, it, it, it's important to, to somewhat respect the system to the extent that you, you just simply have to learn how to use the system. And I think perhaps more important than who the president of the United States is, it's more important that we uh, s- learn how to use the system. So if you're happy with Donald Trump being the president, that's absolutely awesome. Like you, you voted, you went out to vote. I'm certain you went out to vote and your vote was heard. Now, the people that are upset, perhaps they didn't even vote. And, and, and that's basically shame on you, that you, you are complaining now and, and, and you didn't vote at the time. And the second thing, and even more important than that, is that even if you're happy, not even if, if you are happy, right, with the, with the president, uh, Donald Trump, then I think it's even more important that you constantly make sure that he does his job representing you, that you hold them accountable for the promises that he made to you. 
So it's important to stay engaged in politics. And I think this is the, the ultimate lesson here is that these people in leadership in any country, in any place in the world are supposed to be representing the people. So when your representatives aren't representing you, protests for sure will get on the news. Protests for sure may trend on Twitter, but protests have a tendency of fading away very, very quickly. That one day, two days, three days later, it's no longer headline news. But writing letters to your senators, writing letters to your members of parliament, having enough people pushing these letters forward has a much wider and broader impact at times. And it's important that you exercise all your rights. So be familiar with your constitution in whatever country you are. Be familiar with the rights that you are given as a member of this country and do your best to always have your rights properly represented with your uh, state or, or provincial or, you know, representative. That's, that's the real important lesson to obtain here today. Because I see people protesting all over the world. And the thing about the, these protests right now, and the thing that concerns me as a person a little bit more uh, informed with geopolitical uh, situations is that if you go to, to Egypt or you go to Libya or you go to Syria, any one of these Middle Eastern countries right now, they're in major, major turmoil. Uh, the best example that could be as relatable to this right now is what happened in in Egypt is that there was a president, uh, President uh, Mohamed Morsi was elected. He did one year. The people, um, some people seem to have been unsatisfied and they protested. Then the military came in and they said, we are here to represent the people and we are here to remove your democratically elected president. And sure enough, the military is still in charge. So I want to give a, a warning for everybody, really, to, to be aware of all the, the pieces on the board and, and just to, to be careful because the system is in place to represent the people. Your job is to make sure that system always functions. So work within the, the framework, work within the, the, the rules, and you will for sure succeed. So this is for the people of, uh, of, of any country, really, just to, to always be... Be aware and don't be exploited and don't be manipulated by the, by the media and by, by other people. Do what you believe is, is best for yourself and do what you believe is best for, for your, your, your citizens. So without being put aside, what we're going to continue talking about is, is, is leadership. And what, what's really nice about this is that it, it, it segues right into from our, from our previous discussion about the president of the United States. So when we're talking about leadership, and this is going to be very important, not just in uh, local um, groups, but anywhere, really, that if you're given a, a position of leadership, then these are some, some advices that I think would be of great benefit to, to, to everybody listening. So whether you're a, the leader of your home, whether you're the leader at work, whether you're the leader of a team, whether you're the leader of a, of, a, of a certain shift, whether you're the leader, whatever it is, whatever it is, to be that exceptional leader, I'm going to give you a couple, couple tips. Um, now, what, what I wanted to tell you is that I, I have been actively involved in a lot of different uh, community uh, work in, in here in, in my hometown, whether it's at the soup kitchen, whether it's with youth, whether it's in, in uh, you know, just so many different 
things, whether it's on campus, just so many different things I've had the opportunity and the blessing to be part of. And, and for some reason, people constantly want me to, to be a leader in, in so many of these things. So one thing that I wanted to share with you today is, is really how to be that successful leader, how to be that great leader. And, and there's leaders all over the world, right? And, and so many different places. And there's so many books about being a successful leader, being a great leader, being an awesome uh, leader. But I want to give you a couple of points that will really, really, really help you out. And the first point, being an amazing leader, is that more important than anything else is that you have to be an incredible listener. Nothing more. You just got to listen with your ears open and with your heart open. And you don't want to be too quick to dismiss you don't want to ever be, oh, I've heard this before. I'm just, I know where he's going and, and, and you bypass it. Or you, you hear the first couple sentences and they're like, oh, 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 I get it. I know what it is. And you, and, and you go off. Let the people finish. And you be sure that you're listening to every single one of their points. Whether this is, whether this is related to marriages, to work, to families, we're always just busy getting ready to answer. Always, you're just ready to give your your two cents, right? You're you're ready to just quickly go and shoot back. Okay, I heard you. This is what I say: one, two, three, four. And the reality is, you never actually heard the person, right? You 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 heard, but you didn't hear the sounds. You acknowledge that sounds were made from the person, but you didn't digest it. You didn't internalize it. You didn't concentrate on it. You just heard sounds. And what you would, it's so important to understand is that the person saying this is telling you this for a reason. So that they're telling you this so, so, so they can come to you, so they, so they can trust you. And they're looking for, for, for really some, some understanding from you. So be open to being wrong is what I want to say. Don't be afraid to be incorrect, right? Listen to the people. Take what they're telling you. So many times, right, the Quran reprimands the people who would not hear, right? That's the reality, that so many people are, are, are told things and they're never really listening. They're never really comprehending. They're never really understanding. So the first and most important thing, without a doubt, is to become an incredible listener. The second point that I wanted to, to bring up, and this is really hard, okay? Like, I, like I'm telling you straight up that this is really, really tricky, but nonetheless, extremely important you have to learn that you will be loved and that you will be hated. And I know this is, sounds, you know, really messed up. It sounds like, what do you mean I'm going to be hated? Effective leadership commands respect and comes with honor. But that also means it is a very heavy responsibility that attracts jealousy, that attracts envy, and undoubtedly will attract hatred. So find that tough balance between self-righteousness and stardom. And don't be tricked that every time someone disagrees with you, you're the only one on the truth and you are the final defender, right? And this is a, a major mindset so many people I've seen fall into, that they disagree with me because they're astray. They disagree with me because they don't understand what I understand. They disagree with me because they want what's worst for whatever the situation may be. 
And that's fundamentally crazy, right? Like that is absolutely the farthest thing from the truth. So you got to moderate your opinions. Have a mentor. Have someone that you can bounce ideas off of and, and be wise. To lead, you must also give up your dream of being popular or everybody's best friend. If everyone is always singing and, and telling you praises, then either you're insincere or you're not doing anything worthwhile. Even the Prophet ﷺ himself had those who opposed him, right? No matter how amazing a person is, no matter how great a person is, no matter how much they're standing on the path of righteousness or correctedness or doing something that is so noble and that so many people would benefit from, you always find people that aren't happy with them. And you got to know that. You absolutely need to know that. The Prophet Muhammad says, He who does not show gratitude to people has not been truly thankful to Allah. And this is the third point that I wanted to highlight. That in order to be a great leader, you got to really shift that spotlight. When you appreciate the investment of your team, you embody a small human manifestation of the attributes in Allah's name, right? In his name of Al-Shakur, the appreciative. The one who rewards his servants' deeds beyond measure. Be quick to volunteer for the most difficult and least glamorous tasks and the last to claim credit or seek worldly fame. It's so important to remember why you're doing something. It's so important that you do things for the right reasons. That you do things not to be a superstar. That you do things not to build your ego. But you do things for the benefit of humanity, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You got to do things for the greater good, whether you're noticed or not noticed, whether you're recognized or not recognized. It should have no boundary on how much you give. That you do things not because you're waiting for praise. That you do things not because you want someone to give you a compliment. But you're doing things so that when you are going to your creator and you're presenting him with your deeds, that you go to him and say, I did all of this for you, my Lord. I am doing all of this for nobody else but you. And that's so important that you, you really have to make a, a, a reason for everything that you're doing, a reason that's noble, a reason that's bigger than you, bigger than life. Because when you don't, you're constantly waiting for other people to give you credit. That if you're doing someone for this person and this person doesn't recognize what you did, then you actually get upset with that person. If you do something for that person and that person doesn't do it back to you, you get upset with that person. So that's why doing things for people is really, really a, a, a low level of, of service to society, for service for humanity, right? And when I say for, for that person, I'm not saying for people as, as human beings, but person as, as a specific individual that your friend took you out for dinner, so therefore you're taking him back out for dinner, right? Specific people, not group people. So the next point that's so important and we've already mentioned three important points, but even more, more important, and, and they keep getting more and more and more important as we go through this list, is that to truly excel, to be the absolute best, you need to cultivate not only the discipline to avoid the prohibited, 
but the courage to let go of some of the halal. And this might be really something you, you struggle with to understand. But let me, let me explain it to you even more so. We all get 24 hours a day. That's what we got. God has given us 24 hours in a day. Hassan al-Basri says, a great scholar, right? He said that you are but a collection of days. When a day departs, so does a part of you. Imagine that when that day is gone, a part of you is gone. Great leaders treasure their time more than others while remaining balanced. They spend less idle moments. They turn off notifications and moderate their consumption of entertainment. Beyond the X's and O's, they beg Allah to put barakah, to put blessing in their time. And reading the stories of scholars is a great, great place to start this trait in action. Now, one of the, the, the best stories about barakah in time or blessing in one's time is the story that you read when you, when you read about the, the great Islamic scholar Imam al-Nawawi. This guy, may God accept all that he did wrote so many books, did so much work in Islam, and he, he died at such a young age. Now, in anybody trying to understand time, anybody trying to understand, um, you know, how, you know, things can be done, the life of Imam Nawawi is one that really puts in place the the concept of of. of Blessing and, and benefit in one's time. Imam Nawawi, okay, was born in in twelve thirty three, and passed away twelve seventy seven. How old does that make him? Right, that makes him forty four years old. Now, forty four years old is extremely young. Forty four years old. I don't think I would have been able to do anything worthwhile. But during his 45 years, he wrote one of the biggest contributions to Islam than any scholar. Writing so many books that people can't imagine that this was all written by one individual in one lifetime. That they say that he would have easily have, that anyone else that would have tried to mimic this would have to have to write this in three or four lifetimes. Three or four lifetimes to accomplish what he was able to accomplish. So it's really, really important that you find this blessing in your time. It's so important that you, you ask that you get this blessing in your time because for some people, time will fly by and they don't do anything. Nothing gets accomplished. Other people, they've done so much in the exact same amount of time that you have. One story that I'll share with you on top of everything else is um, I heard this one story about this one kid, right, that got into trouble and people were actually calling him a scholar and, and the kid didn't even come close to qualifying and he was one of the most driven individuals in, in a study circle. Then he met with some speakers with few of his knowledge. And what actually ended up happening is a person made him feel that he actually accomplished more with his time than every facet that he ever noticed. So great leaders have to find self-security and courage 
to surround themselves with people who are better, faster, and smarter than them, right? And that's so important, that you don't limit your growth, that you don't limit your ability, that you don't put a, a, a ceiling on top of yourself. And that's why it's so important to circle yourself with such incredible people. The last point, and we're just about out of time, so it just, it just goes so perfectly today, that it seems like the more technology that we have, the less productive we actually become. The more messaging apps, the worse our actual communication. And the more stuff and clutter in our lives, the less focused we are on our actual purpose and existence. Now, what will blow your mind is that the majority of our great-grandparents, they lived in a world without television, without computers, without the internet, without laundry machines. And if you just go back about 12 years ago, Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, Instagram, Snapchat, never existed. YouTube, nothing. All that just showed up. Literally, the things you're doing now to entertain yourself didn't exist 10 years ago, if you can imagine that. The things that do exist would be prayer. And this gives a natural structure to your day. As Muslims, we are instructed to pray five times a day. And this definitely puts structure in your life. And this global community is blessed in the time of early mornings. So what I would suggest is that you make a sincere intention to wake up for Fajr prayer and stay up and stay up and discipline yourself to structure your day. To do that, you have to sleep at a reasonable hour. And this is the real problem for most of us is that you got to go to sleep early. Don't start or end your day with emails or texts. Don't touch your phone, your Twitter, your Snapchat or whatever for at least the first hour. Start your day with a spiritual breakfast, with a spiritual exercise with a healthy meal and remember to give back to others and you must first be healthy and whole yourself and that's all the time we got today i hope you you guys were able to benefit i hope myself i was able to benefit and we'll see you again the same time next week at 4 p.m right here on this slam dunk show subhanakallah